You're listening to Empath at Work. Come share this space with us as we explore how we harness empathy in life and at work. Welcome to our first Empaths at Work podcast. Today's episode is all about our origin story. We're going to give you the details on how we got here, who we are, why we believe empathy is important, and what we hope you get out of this journey. So Cheyenne, Katie, how are you guys feeling about launching this podcast and our first recording? Very excited. I cannot believe that we're still recording because I feel like this is one of our normal weekly calls that, that we do where we kind of hold each other up and, and recharge for, for the week ahead. So I can't believe that we're finally here and it's our first episode. I couldn't agree more. I think it's been a lot of dreaming and focusing that has really brought us here together to talk about things that light us up, get us excited, and things that we want to share with people. We love the idea of creating a community, and we're just really excited to have the chance to do that. Speaking of why we are here, um, I think it's. It, I think we need to do some explaining to our listeners what Empaths at Work is all about. And I think um, while we kind of get there, before we even get to who who empaths at work are, we actually talk about who we are. <laughs> who are these voices that you're listening to? So Cheyenne, do you want to go first? Sure. So hi, this voice. Hi, everybody. I'm Cheyenne. I'm actually based out of Singapore. Um, I kind of fell into the line of customer service and then that later evolved into practicing customer experience for a while. I've been doing that for about 15 years now. Um, completely unintentional, but I think, you know, being in that line, um, interacting with customers and then later on designing experience for customers kind of makes it obligatory to be empathetic, right? And um, I think somehow, to be honest, it started with being empathetic at work and that started to uh, spill over into my personal life. So I, I the, the whole thing about empathy is that um, when I was in college and I was working as a waitress part-time, I had my manager pull me aside one day and give me feedback about how he felt that I was quite self-centered narcissistic and that was quite a tough conversation to have and I really had to reflect on it um, and how I was doing such a great job when I was at work and waitressing and interacting with all these customers but I just wasn't doing a great job of that with my co-workers at the time and I guess at home as well so uh, I tried to figure out why and realize that I was putting on my empathy hat when I was at work, but I wasn't letting that um, flow back into how I was authentically interacting with everyone else. So that's why, you know, I find empathy incredibly powerful. And that's why I'm super excited to have these conversations with you ladies. And I'd love to hear about your origin story, Katie. Yeah, Cheyenne, thanks so much for sharing that. It's always fun when you get to talk to old friends and learn something new. So excited to learn new things about you guys in this process too. Um, so hi, everybody. This is the voice of Katie Sprang. 
Sometimes I talk really close to my microphone because I think it sounds awesome. And <laughs> I, uh, I'm based in Nashville, Tennessee. A little bit about me. So I, I started my career off in sales. I really found that the connections and the relationships that you could build with the people in that career was really fulfilling. And I quickly learned as I continued my career in sales, there was really an opportunity for me to explore customer experience further. And I started working with CX leaders and really found um, a real passion for what drives an experience, not just at work, not just for the customers, but really in life. And I think through that process, I learned that part of the experience is your involvement in it. And I lost that a little bit along the way when I was younger and I would pour myself into other people. I would pour myself into things that could be measured. And I forgot to look back on myself and, and pour that back into me. And I've really been focusing on finding that space for myself to show up and to feel good and to feel really proud of who I am. So it's not every day that I can wake up and say all of those things, of course, right? I'm still human, but I, I do think that there is a real power in being able to fill up your cup. And if you've got a leak, make sure to patch it. So where I'm trying to be more empathetic is, is every day and making sure that that empathy is also reflected back at me. And some ways that I do that is I love making jewelry and I love remodeling my house. So I make sure I find the time to really focus on myself, take that space away from a screen or talking to other people or laundry and really just focus in on on me and what I need to do to, to stay centered. So really excited to continue sharing and creating this space with all of you. And Amanda. I love what you both said. And I also think it's why <laughs> we always enjoy talking to one another because I resonate with, with what you both shared. So um, this is the voice of Amanda. Just doing some mic tricks here. <laughs> Um, so a little bit about me is that I am based right out of outside of the Boston area. And I think I've started to pick up a little bit of an accent. Um, I'm originally from Connecticut, so New England um, through and through. Interesting to like how empathy has become kind of a, a theme throughout my life is kind of with what Cheyenne had shared in terms of like, I think there are lessons in life that tend to be universal. And one of the things that I think has carried through is this idea of being able to, like we were saying, Katie, better understand yourself and also be able to, you know, have maybe to more compassion for people and understanding who they are and kind of what to make them tick. To your point too, Cheyenne, like I, I'm always somebody that's been quite a bit in my head. So I think I could also have like some narcissistic tendencies because I was so wrapped up in my head. I wasn't concerned about what anybody else was thinking about or what it was like for them too. So um, I, I've seen and continue to kind of practice empathy in trying to be a leader in my career, but also practicing it for, to what you said, Katie, to practice like self-care, giving, being compassionate and kind to myself, um, but also, you know, to others and making sure that even though sometimes it's hard, making sure that I'm coming from a place of understanding or trying to understanding, understand what position that they're coming from. And you did such a fantastic job being an amazing, empathetic leader to the both of us, which is how mm -hmm. we kind of found each other in this journey, didn't it? Yeah, Cheyenne, tell us a more, um, we want to 
kind of connect the dots for everybody because we're we're based all over. I'm in Boston. Katie shared she's in Nashville and Cheyenne's all the way in Singapore. So yeah, Cheyenne, tell us, tell everybody about our origin story and how we got here. Our origin story is that we used to work together in what we still call uh, hashtag best team ever. Um, I, I think the greatest of all time didn't make it back then, but we still are <laughs> the best team ever. And because we were working with customer experience and employee experience and marketing leaders and helping them sort of develop strategies and, and roadmaps that drive, you know, business success, um, higher profits, higher revenue, cost efficiencies and all of that, um, we kind of naturally, I think, right, had had that shared purpose of customer experience between us. We had such an amazing community within our team that I think when that came to an end um, at the organization because they decided uh, that it was not the direction they wanted to go into anymore, I think we were all kind of left with this gaping hole of a connection with each other. I think it was just like a random statement that that I made about, hey, should we should we do this on our own? Should we build our own community around customer experience? And um, as we got deeper into it, as we kind of started to define uh, what we wanted to do, what we wanted to be, um, that kind of evolved into something not necessarily customer experience related. and. You know, we realized that the the secret sauce to it all really was that sense of empathy. I really enjoyed the process of how we got there, actually, Katie, and that that mural board that you created was so helpful in helping us get there and realizing that we do want to also share the story behind the story so that others can maybe use um, some of the tools that that we had as we were trying to figure this out. Katie, how did you, you know, how did you come up with with uh, the mural board? So the mirror board became an idea because we were on a team that was extremely collaborative and we all worked in disparate areas of the states and certainly around the world. Um, And we wanted to have a place where we could come together and brainstorm for different events we were planning or ways that we were approaching a project and really just to get the framework out of our heads and onto a shared whiteboard for us to collaborate on. So instantly I thought, of course, let's use Miro. And Miro, please sponsor us. We think you're awesome. But what we did was create these different segments on this page focused on different areas that we wanted to be really intentional about when building out this community and this space for our listeners and hopefully soon to be friends. Um, We focused on the audience that we keep in mind. So who is it that we want to talk to? What kind of stories do we want to tell? We have a big section of content. Guys, we've got lots of ideas and we're really excited about it. Some of the things that are going to be coming up soon are going to be taking a look at, you know, the different work environments that we all have, certainly challenging ones, talking about our experiences there, ways we were able to work through those things, building relationships with teams virtually, thinking about empathetic leadership and what that means not only by definition, but also in practice and what it feels like to be an empathetic leader, i.e. Amanda, who was an incredible leader for our team. I'm blushing. (laughs) Um, 
and we you know we wanted to look at the unique value proposition what are the ways in which we want to show up what makes us special what makes us unique and why does our voice have a space in a sea of a million podcasts so we've been really intentional about the ways that we've come together even about our name empaths at work we are really excited to be able to create this space with you and to invite you in and we would love your feedback. And so there'll be a space, you know, in the show notes where you can go to our website, let us know what comments you have, if you have stories to share, if you've got a burning question on how to handle a situation at work. I I do want to invite you to interact with us and have the opportunity to connect and be a part of the space that we're creating. Speaking of the mirror board, so I'm taking a look at it right now. And can I just say, um, I'm really happy that we landed on empaths at work, but here's a story behind the story. Um, here's what we could have been called. We could have been called all the fails. We could have been called X space, uh, woo human, human experience, hear me roar. So tell us what you think about our name. Um, we, we're super happy that we landed on this just because I think empathy is that one um, magic ingredient in um, everything that we love to do in our careers, but also everything that makes things meaningful uh, in our lives. So what is let's, let's reveal finally, what is empath at work? So oh, I thought you were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so working that out. No, <laughs> I I'm happy to. Um, so Empath at Work is all about, as you may have started to gather, is all about being able to use empathy in different situations to drive a better outcomes. We've, as we've mentioned, we've seen this at work and in a lot of the different kind of problems that we have to solve, whether it is at work or in our personal life. And um, it's not always easy, as we've mentioned, but there's an opportunity for us to come together in this community and share different things that we're trying, whether it's becoming more empathetic towards ourselves, um, towards our partner or towards our peers or our team or our bosses, whatever that might be. We want to create that space to experiment with you and share ideas along the way. And so this is really funny, me actually starting a podcast because I was sharing with the ladies that I don't actually listen to podcasts. I have um, listened to a few. Most of them, uh, they they were just podcasts that my friends had been on um, as guest speakers. So in support of them, but you ladies, you both consume podcasts throughout your week, right? Like, why don't we talk about, you know, some of your favorite podcasts, but also what you felt was missing and that gap that we want to bring? I absolutely adore podcasts. I think they're my favorite way to consume content. I think it's really interesting to have long, long form discussions. I, you know, I live alone and I often sit in my house with a good podcast, either coming through my phone or streaming on YouTube. And I just feel like I'm hanging out with a couple of friends. I mean, I do have friends in Nashville, but sometimes it's nice to invite, (laughs) you know, friends from TV into your home for a little while. But just to feel like I have a space where I can identify with what the speakers are talking about and I feel understood by people that I've never connected with. I think that's really the beauty of technology and how we can all come together. And I thought that this would be a really good medium for us to start building that community and help to bring people together and think about, you know, because your point, Cheyenne, on, on what I think might be missing from podcasts, it's really just 
I think there's an opportunity to bridge the connection between the life podcast and the work podcast. I think we are allowed to be our full self and bring all of those stories to bear. And I really want to invite everyone else to do the same. I think, you know, for so long I had this persona of professional Katie and I would take her off when I got home and I'd put her back on in the morning and, you know, I'm done with that. And I think everybody should have the opportunity to to listen to a space that invites both sides of you. If you have or wear multiple hats, whether it's at work, in life, in roles, in your family, things you know beyond that, of course, this is a space for all of you to come together with us. So that's why yes, I love talking. Yes, 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 and yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I would add to that too is like there are I'm also an avid podcast listener and there's so many great podcasts out there and it's nice to be able to learn, but also to not be staring at a screen. But one of the things that I was looking for is like a rom-com, right? It's like, I want to, I don't want to only be sad when I listen to a podcast (laughs) and crying, or I don't want to just be doing self-help or listening to like a business case story. Like I want a little bit of everything, like take me on a journey. Let's laugh. Let's cry. Let's do everything. Um, um, and kind of get a nice mixture of, of I guess, emotions as we go through the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. And I guess as the one person who doesn't really listen to podcasts, I think what was so attractive for me is bringing an audio version almost, I think, of a reality TV show. And I think the, the <laughs> boom uh, And what attracts us so much to watching people be themselves and kind of pulling back the curtain on celebrities or, you know, even even just how things are made. Right. Um, Cheyenne, as a Bravo enthusiast, (laughs) Real Housewives indulge too much. You're speaking to me. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. And and I love that. I love watching people be vulnerable. And I think that we need to have a space and kind of show that it's okay to be absolutely vulnerable. Um, and the truth is, it's quite sad that we're not really able to do that at work sometimes. Like we feel like we need to, we feel like we're hired for our experiences and our skills. And sometimes when you enter the workplace, you feel like it's not okay to say, I don't know how to fix this, or maybe even I don't know what's broken. Um, and I've always really enjoyed our conversations and, and bringing uh, my problem statements to you three and us unpacking that and working it out. Cheyenne, do you want to share with us one thing that you're doing to um, harness your empathy superpower? Yeah, so I guess, you know, not so much not so much an empathy exercise, but something that I find helps is the environment that I'm working at. And let's face it, we're all working from home and we typically spend the whole day, uh, the whole working day at least, in one part, one corner of our house, right? Um, Whereas at work, right, if I think about it, I'm kind of going down to the pantry, grabbing a coffee, just walking around and speaking to other colleagues and I wanted to find a way to recreate that at home. So what I did was um, I ordered a table lamp from Amazon, one of those uh, LED ones that that's dimmable and uh, it's got like warm light and cool light and you know you can adjust like the temperature setting of, of the light. Um, and I put 
I put it on mostly because it's quite dark in this room that I am in, in my basement where I work. Uh, so kind of, you know, make me look better on camera being one. But then I realized that I only turn it on during calls, right, which is where I'm collaborating these days at home. Um, but it really helps set me in the right mindset to collaborate. So I realized whenever the light's on, right, um, it it creates an, an environment for me just with, you know, mood lighting. And I kind of tell myself to be a better listener. So more active listening, um, you know, ask more questions. Uh, and I turn it off when I don't have a meeting so that, you know, I can just be myself and, and um, focus on, on the work that I want to do, whether it's being creative and brainstorming ideas for myself or, you know, if I wanted to be a bit harder on myself or if I wanted to feel, you know, there are moments where I do want to be, be a bit selfish, right? Um, and having the light off uh, means that it's it's okay to do that and just be myself. Whereas if the light's on, then you're getting, you know, someone a lot more empathetic. And that's how I turn it off and on uh, at home. Literally, you turn it off and on, you know? Exactly. <laughs> but it is, it's all about the mindset. And I feel like not to like go too deep into this, but it, it is, it can be really hard, right. To be empathetic. And so you have to kind of sometimes like work yourself up for it and make sure you're in the right mood because sometimes you're just not, and <laughs> you have to kind of check yourself. Um, and I think just having a way to kind of remind yourself is awesome. What a great tip. Absolutely. Thanks, I'm excited to order my own table lamp. I feel like I need some of that. A nice big ring light to bright up my face and yeah show your new makeup show my new chanel makeup again sponsor us chanel please <laughs> please chanel no. <laughs> no but i i do i honestly think i'm going to go out and buy one of those because or actually i have a lamp here i could probably use that would just help me to to set that intention and set that focus plus overhead lighting can be so harsh i just want something a little bit softer I have these like essential oils um, right near my desk. Orange, I think it's for like happiness, like aromatherapy Ooh. stuff. I've been getting very into this stuff. Um, so sometimes I like have a little diffuser going with some essential oils if I need a little extra pick me up. Yeah, I got some selenite here just so that, you know, if I feel a little stress, if I don't want to hold on to it, do you have some too? Yeah, I have some right here too. You got to get off like that negative energy. <laughs> Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that we, why this is so important to us and what we wanted to get out of this and what we hope that you get out of this is that, um, is being able to build some connection and community and have these conversations. So next week we're going to be talking about how, um, we can build empathy across teams. A couple of us are actually planning team meetings and for the new year or culture building workshops. So we want to hear from you if you're if you've done some in the past and what's been successful. And we'll share some of the things that we're thinking about and even give you some feedback or updates on um, how they went if we've gone that far, I guess. <laughs> and we're so excited to, again, just invite you into our space, have you be part of this community, the empaths at work, where we invite you to bring all of you and to join us in the space that we've created um, to talk about real life stuff and things that happen and how we handle them. And we want you to be part of that journey. So thanks for being here, everybody. Thank you for listening to EW, also known as Empaths at Work. We want you to engage in the conversation. Leave us a voice message by clicking on the link in the episode description. 
Now for the fine print. The opinions expressed in these podcasts are our personal opinions and don't necessarily reflect the views of any companies we are associated with as working women. That's all. Thank you.